Welcome back, everybody. Podcast number 19. Here we go. Uh, in today's episode, we'll talk Super Bowl. And no, not taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, even though we know most of you guys do that on a daily basis. Uh, we'll rescan that Blockbuster card of yours and to talk another Blockbuster trade. We'll bring out our best props for you guys. And, well, Tom Brady did it again. Uh, but first, let's get some business done. Make sure you light up that subscribe button to stay up to date on all podcasts and listings. And follow us on our socials at Two Guys and a Mic on both Facebook and Twitter. Check the description below for the correct spelling. And as always, we like to kick off the podcast with a little toast to our fans and a little drink review for you. Uh, we like to call it What Are We Drinking? Brian, this was your week to pick, and let me tee it up for you. People people don't know this, but, you know, our make-believe beer sponsors didn't hold us back, said spare no expense for us. So what do we have this week? What are we calling the Super Bowl edition of Two Guys and a Mic? With our beer of the choice, take it away. Yeah, I'm thinking we should reach out for a sponsorship from this brand, right? But uh, official beer of the NFL, it's Super Bowl Sunday coming up, uh, biggest week of the year in sports if you're a... Uh, American, in my opinion, NFL fan. But uh, Bud Light, Budweiser is the, uh, well, Bud Light, I guess, officially is the beer of the NFL. So we uh, we couldn't go that far, you know, wanted something a little bit stronger. So we're, we're hitting the Bud Light Platinum this week. Um, so let's, uh, let's pop those tops and uh, have a sip, guys. Go with the InBev Corporation. Yeah. Worked for them for a while. Yeah, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the Bud Light Platinum. Um, you know, Bud Light, of course, the go-to beer back in the good old college days. But uh, this kicks it up a little uh, higher on the alcohol percentage. What is it, 8% here? No, 6%. Um, 6%. 6%? Okay, sorry. Just, 8% would but, be like uh, IPA range for sure. Right. But, I mean, what's Bud Light typically? Like 45 to 5 Yeah. So, I mean, kicking it, kicking it a little bit higher up. I'm not a... I don't hate it. It's a definitely easy drinking beer. Um, a little bit higher on the, the aftertaste there with the increased alcohol percentage. And I, I have a little bit of a sweeter taste um, that I get out of this as opposed to regular Bud Light. Um, but Logo, what do you think in here? The platinum, platinum version. Yeah, so I've had this before. It's been a while. And I think I liked it more than, than I do now. Um, it's kind of fizzy, um, like you said, kind of sweeter. To be honest, I, I know you know we've talked about this. Is uh, my Bud Light days are probably behind me. If I'm drinking something, I want something that tastes natty. I, 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 yeah, listen, oh, natty's <laughs> okay in my light. book. Bring the bush. Yeah, but uh, I think I'd actually prefer a Bud Light. It's it's, it's a little fizzy. I, I can't get past the fizz, and I don't know if that's just me or or what. But um, pour it in a glass. You're not supposed to shake it before you. Exactly. Oh, shit, really? Oh. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? You know, um, I gotta say, I, I'm kind of surprised by it. Um, I, I can't. I mean, it, I you can't really call it a light beer unless you're comparing it to like craft brews or whatnot. But I gotta say, compared to like your average Bud Light, I think the higher alcohol content, you know, gives it that kick, uh, gives it more flavor. Versus like the watered down taste that Bud Light is, um, but I can I can drink these. I don't know if I want to pay the more money for it, but um, yeah, it's got, it's got some good taste with the higher alcohol content. You can actually taste the beer in beer uh, versus just a watered down Bud Light typically. Yeah, I don't know. I've been drinking IPAs all night, so it just has to taste funny to me. Oh, well, you're going in with with the asterisks. Yeah, yeah, you can't start with the the IPAs and work your way downwards. Well, I guess we'll before we get started, I kind of want to transition into, you know, I was drinking IPAs at the Magic game tonight, so I went to the first time I have been in a sports arena post COVID. Did they or, win today? No, hell huh. no, hell <laughs> no, no. Fred Van Fleet uh, Van Fleet uh, dropped like uh, fifty four on them. It's no, it lost by thirteen or fifteen, something like that. But. Um, it it was kind of weird. I texted you guys a picture of the stadium. Uh, it, it was like being at a high school game in a full size arena. Like if it's, if you had that amount of people and spread them out across an entire arena, 
that's that's what it felt like. And I'll post it on our Facebook. And, and just to be clear, I mean, is because I know a lot of stadiums are obviously limiting their capacity for the games at live sporting events. Does the Orlando Magic? Does you know? Do they have any of those restrictions? What's what's the? Oh protocol yeah, yeah. There? no, it's it's very very uh, thin. I, I'd say it's uh, like every other row. Yeah, every it's other row blocked off. There was like six or eight seats between us and the next group, and. But I mean, obviously, you're saying the like, like the 20, audience twenty five percent capacity. Okay, but you but you, to what you're saying and what you actually saw, you're you're saying it was dramatically less than what is expected, even during COVID times per se. Um. So I went with my father in law, and uh, yeah, you know, I think he said that it was it was lower than it's been normally. Um. So in COVID times, to be yeah. clear. Yeah. Okay. So, but it, it, I'll post it on the Facebook. It, it was eerily. Like uh, empty. So kinda, just to kind of spit all that, do you think the city of Orlando and Orlando, well, not city of Orlando, I would say, but like the, the Orlando Magic, do you think the fans come out per se to see the other team now? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and that's what, mean, it, that's what draws the audience to the, to the arena? Well, let's just say that I've had the opportunity to go to my fair share of Magic games. I'm very fortunate that I've, I've been able to go to a lot of games. And... When you have a team like the Lakers or any New York team or Golden State, you know, someone who's got a, a major star, Miami. Miami, yeah, you know, it's it's always almost like 50-50, if not more, for the opposing team. When is Orlando, or not say Orlando, but when is Orlando Magic going to change? Like. What I mean, it seems like the front office always has problems, you know, recruiting they, star power, you know, managing team, teams, you know, like what, yeah, what's they, going on? They do. New ownership it's would definitely ownership. help. But, you know, to be honest, going into the season, they started out 6-0 and and they had a great team and then the injuries just mounted and they lost, you know, they've lost uh, Folds, they've lost Isaac, they've lost Aaron Gordon now for six weeks. Like, But, but it, even starting 6-0, and do you think their Orlando Magic are a caliber team to compete with these all-stars i think they were a playoff team in the in the east this year they made the playoffs last year um i think that with the healthy team i think they were a you know last seed playoff team you know um but i mean i'd certainly like to see them get better yeah i think uh i mean in multiple ways i think that will greater help the city of orlando um, I mean, there's, it's, it's a great venue. They've, they've done a lot in that area to rebuild it, you know, around that yeah, arena. It's really nice. Um, it would be nice if the team would do something and kind of return the favor. Cause it's a great location, you know, great new area that they all, you know, spent years of construction on Uh great venue outside. Uh, the team's got to show up. I mean, that's, that's their end of the bargain. I think, you yeah. know, I mean, they do, they need to, uh, it's been, it's been a long time since the team's had a lot of you know excitement about it uh certainly like you said they redid the arena for the all-star game in 2012 i want to say um really beautiful arena but uh the team is is certainly not uh, living up to their end i think this year there was the team was really promising really young team but uh i think they've mentally checked out by now okay all right. Well, with that little sidetrack talk, let's uh, return it back to our platinum uh, NFL Super Bowl week edition of our podcast. Uh, diving into the NFL this past week, everyone expected Matthew Stafford to be traded this offseason, but no one expected this mind-blowing trade he was dealt. Uh, the Detroit Lions and Los Angeles Rams agreed to a blockbuster deal late Saturday night, sending Stafford to Los Angeles in exchange for Rams quarterback Jared Goff and two first-round picks in 2022 and 2023 and a 2021 third-round selection. This is the first time two former number one overall picks have been traded for one another. Let's take a look at the biggest winners and losers of this deal. So, Logan, what is your outcome from this trade, who are your winners, losers? What do you got on this deal? All right, so Stafford's clearly a winner in this. I think we should all have that. Um, yeah, the Lions have been in perpetual rebuilding. They've never been able to get things right. Now he's going to a Rams team who, under uh, McVay, has been in the playoffs three out of four years. Uh, you know, with Goff, they went to the conference round this year. 
even with his broken hand and an unproven sophomore quarterback. So I think we can all agree that Stafford is upgraded from Goff. So I think that certainly he's in a better position to win now. He's always been kind of a talented quarterback with really dumpy team around him. He's never he's only had one thousand yard rusher and he's only had like one top ten ranked defense. Uh, <clears throat> so certainly he's in a better position to win. Uh, the Lions, they're winning. Um, they can't win with Stafford, so they got rid of him. They got two number ones and a number three, plus Goff. You know, Goff can either be the guy they build around, or he can be a stopgap while they draft somebody young, or they package him up for more picks. I mean, they've got options to rebuild and figure out how they want to go. They got a new coach, so they've got plenty of, of real estate to kind of build a team. Um, and I'm going to say the Rams are a winner, too. Um, they probably gave up too much to get Stafford. But like I said, they've been to the playoffs three or four years with Goff. Stafford's an upgrade. They gave up a lot, pretty much everything they've got. They've got no first round picks like till who knows when, you know. But they they're a good team, and with Stafford, they're a better team. And if they win a Super Bowl, isn't it all worth it in the end, kind of? But uh, as for my losers, Goff, he's my loser. Uh, he's his face kind of uncertain, you know, will he be the guy in, in, in Detroit? I don't think so. I think that he'll probably move on somewhere else. Um, they'll package him up. Um, I'm also going to take the Colts and 49ers as losers. They were both teams who were looking for quarterbacks, uh, really kind of could have used a veteran like Stafford. Uh, 49ers are double losers because they got to face Stafford now in the Rams, uh, twice a year being in the NFC West. And my last loser is Deshaun Watson. Because of this trade, I don't know that he leaves Houston now. They gave up a lot for Stafford. So the price on Deshaun Watson's head, who, who is, in my book, an infinitely better quarterback, what teams are going to give that much real estate? You know, you're going to have to talk about, I think the um, Texans want two number ones, two number twos. And two defensive all stars. So, like, well, who's just, who's given us to bet on on that part? Isn't the other team that makes the trade going to have to buy out the rest of his contract anyways? Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll absorb his so, contract. I mean, that's and, probably a good chunk of money too. Uh, yeah, I think he's got two years left on his contract, and it's not it's it's large, but it's not like going to break the the team financially uh, in terms of cap room. Um. But I don't know if teams are going to be able to. There's very few teams now who can make that trade. I think, and I don't know that Washington. some of them are willing to. I mean, yeah, but who they got to give up two defensive stars? They want to. two I mean, it young on the deal, but I mean, well, that's what, that's what they said they want. When, when you're talking money ones, and salary, two number I think Washington has a has a good bargaining chip there. Oh well, yeah, but they but the Texans still want certain. You know, real estate for for a guy like him. And we also have Jeff picks. <clears throat> yeah, but do you have enough? Well, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't like to speculate too much in the offseason about trades and what's what, but I think Washington is definitely um, a forefront runner for Watson and can afford him, per se, um, with salary cap room. Obviously, we have no quarterback at all on the roster. Um, you know, and officially on it, per se. So I think we we can afford to spend money on him. Um, it depends on what you know the other team's asking for him and you know what they want, what they need. Um, who knows? Well, so that who are your winners and losers, Mike? So it, if we're just talking this particular trade, uh, which is what I was looking at to begin with, I think the Lions made out like a bandit. Um, I think it's unfortunate. I think the Lions have always been in a rebuilding year, even with Stafford. Um, he's a great, I think he's a great quarterback. He just, ever since, you know, Calvin Johnson left, he just doesn't have that, you know, relationship. That's that wide receiver to count on. And, you know, hopefully this gives him some young talent to work with. Jared Goff is still a young quarterback and, you know, he can still has plenty more room to grow. Um, I'm really shocked that the Rams were that quick to, uh, you know, kind of throw them away. Um, you know, I'm wondering if a lot of pressure is on Sean McVay after going to the Super Bowl 
um, obviously losing to the Patriots, and then you know not kind of coming back when they we you know everyone kind of expected that you know they would be the team to compete again next year. Um, so I'm wondering if like you know this trade is more about McVay getting a veteran quarterback and McVay going you know I need a veteran guy you know under my belt to uh, to progress this team into win. And if you give me this quarterback, you know, I'll, I'll prove it. So I'm wondering if this goes on McVay's shoulders with his trade. Um, obviously, Stafford, you know, who knows how, how long he has left in the NFL. So it's like, you know, put up or shut up kind of thing. So I think after this next season, uh, if they don't have, you know, a playoff run, you know, a bid to the, you know, division or conference championship game, I wouldn't be surprised if McVay's gone and they move on. You know, I'm thinking this trade is, is all about him and this and, you know, put up and shut up with the team. I think that's what it was. Um, I'm really shocked that they were that quick to just sell him down the river with Jared Goff. And I think the Rams or not the Rams, but the Lions, like I said, make out like a bandit. I mean, they get all these draft picks to help rebuild their team. Um, they get a good quarterback, you know, granted he's got the thumb injury. I'm sure he bounces back, you know, real quick with that. No problem. Hopefully they can work with him. Uh, hopefully Jared Goff at the same time wakes up and goes, hey, this is the league that you got to you put wins on the table to kind of keep your job. And, you know, no one's safe. You know, it's based on your playing record and, and what you do in the league. So, you know, I think Jared Goff, obviously, this is a wake up call for him just as much. So. Like I said, I'm going with the Lions for this. I think they made it like a bandit. Um, all the pressures on Sean McVay now next season to win. I mean, Brian, what do you think about this? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to echo a lot of the things that you guys said, but essentially, I mean, the the short term short term winners are the Rams and Matt Stafford, um, and I think Mike, you nailed it on the head. They're built to win now. And they have a team that could really make a run. You know, the question is, how much of an upgrade is Matt Stafford to the team? They're essentially trading their development from a draft standpoint over the next few years to see if they can win the big dance maybe next year or the the second year after Stafford arrives in L.A. I do think that at this point in their career... Um, Stafford is the more talented quarterback, and I think there's been a steady decline that we've seen from Jared Goff since their um, Super Bowl run two years ago. So I, I, the 2021 Rams have a good deal here. I think they have a chance to go really far next year, depending on what the the uh, landscape of the NFC looks like. Um, but the 2022-2023 Rams, I think, are losers in this deal because they did give up a lot. Um you know, the draft is still a vital piece of the puzzle when it comes to building a franchise team with young players to build around and to give up, you know, so many first round picks. I remember the Bills gave up a couple first rounders uh, for Sammy Watkins uh, back in, what, 2014, 2015, and it was devastating to our development as a team. So, um, you know, if the Rams, I don't know what their salary cap outlook is past 2021. They might have issues with keeping that core team around for more than one or two years before they have to cut bait and kind of uh, reevaluate things from a salary cap perspective. Um, and just touching on one thing Logan mentioned about Deshaun Watson, I actually think he comes out a winner in this deal because he now has that opportunity. I know the argument's going to be he wants out now and maybe teams don't want to pr- pay that price now, but I think he now has more of a block to stand on where he can say, look at what Matt Stafford just got to go to the Rams. He's six years older than I am. You know, he didn't throw for nearly as many yards as I did with the same uh, level of talent. I think it justifies Deshaun Watson's ask. The question is just, is any team going to be willing to pay that ask this year? Um, I mean, who realistically has the capital? I mean, I think really the only two teams I can think of are the Jets and the Dolphins. And we, I I agree, and then I, I would say maybe Jacksonville. They don't have like anybody on their roster when it's in terms of cap space. They have plenty of draft picks. I mentioned them a couple of weeks ago. I think that, like you mentioned, the Colts and 49ers are now kind of out of that conversation when it comes to what they have available to trade. 
Um, but I think there's teams out there that have, especially draft picks. I mean, the dra- I understand Houston saying we want the two first rounders, two second rounders, two defensive stars, but that's they're going to obviously put something out there that's more than what they're willing to take, especially if Deshaun Watson sits down with the with the management and takes this NBA uh, type approach where he says, "Listen, guys, I don't have to play for you guys." He he absolutely can sit out the season. We've seen it before. He won't get paid, but the, the Houston's not going to get anything out of him. I would think it would be pretty drastic for him to sit out two years before he gets traded. But I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a stance like that and Houston downgrades their ask and takes two first rounders, a second rounder, and a player. I think there's plenty of teams out there that can make that deal. So looking at this trade. Is this like the biggest trade we've seen in a long time? Like, I mean, I, to me, I can only think of two kind of trades that were bigger than this, and that was like Herschel Walker to the Vikings and Ricky Williams to the Saints in terms of how many picks and, and, and everything that was given up, especially when you talk about like players, number one picks and stuff like that. So I think this is the biggest trade that has ever been heard of in terms of, you know, quarterbacks being traded i think that's the biggest you know deal of this trade is that it's it's unprecedented for quarterbacks i think to swap teams uh i don't think you normally see How that about two number ones exactly two you know major quarterbacks for the teams and them just going you know what we're willing to part way with our quarterback we'll take your quarterback how about you take ours i think you know that Quick, uh, you know, trade. I think you know, mine for yours, yours for mine. I think that's the part that's unheard of. Um, and instead of just a quarterback going to free agency, you know, another team, you know, looking after them and then going, okay, yeah, we'll take them. But for a team to target another team and then go, how about we just switch quarterbacks? That's what I think makes this unprecedented. I don't think I've ever heard of that uh, ever happening where a team talks to, to one other team and goes, you know what, let's just equally trade quarterbacks and then we'll trade draft picks or whatever. You know, I think that's the unprecedented part about this trade. Well, I think one of the things that facilitated that was the Lions' new GM and like executive vice president um, just came from the Rams. He was part of the um, draft, the scouting squad um, that drafted Goff. So certainly he saw something in Goff that you know the Rams went after. So I think that kind of made it possible the fact that but he's on he's on the other side of the fence like the 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 current rams he's not part of the rams organization the current rams have to go you know what we'll sell him we'll get rid of no i know but i think that that's crazy i think he's a young quarterback but you need both sides to agree so i think the fact that that uh certainly stafford's leaving so uh, i think that the Rams saying, "Hey, we have golf," and he's like, "Oh yeah, I, you know, I, I've got familiar with golf, and I think he's talented, and I think I can fix the situation." You know, maybe that helps him. That, that's the part that shocks me because I think all eyes point to the pressures on Sean McVay, and he thought his relationship with Sean Golf, with John Golf, wasn't there, and was willing to just go if this guy wants to tr- like get John golf and we want to get Matthew Stafford. Sure. Let's do it. I get, I get a veteran quarterback in return. Yeah. So the, the way, um, the relationship between golf and McVay was to say, uh, portrayed as a, a bad marriage, um, that it needs counseling. So you might be right. All right. So going on the, Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers will square off in Super Bowl 55 this Sunday. But before we dive into some of the heavier Super Bowl discussion, let's start off our Super Bowl coverage with a gambling talk. Traditionally, straight up and spread bets have been around the Super Bowl and NFL forever. And this year, the largest traditional bet was placed last Thursday when one better placed a $2.3 million wager on the Bucks covering the spread. One of the most popular betting trends over the recent years has been Super Bowl prop bets, and sportbooks are offering plenty of player props that vary from the outcome of the coin toss to the primary color of Tony Romo's tie. Let's do a rapid Super Bowl pro bet lightning round, and I'll go first for once. Ooh. So... Logan, you're going to record this for us, and we'll, we'll kind of 
maybe chime in next podcast on who did what here, if, if we can do the best to our ability of recording these bets because they're so random. Um, Logan, why don't you read them off to me, and I'll put my answers in. All right, Mike, I need you to answer as quickly as possible. Okay, ready? Right. What is the result of the Super Bowl 55 coin toss? Going heads. What team will win the or the team that wins the coin toss? Will they win the Super Bowl? I'm going to say Chiefs get it and they win the Super Bowl. Okay. Will the national anthem be under or over two minutes? I'm going to say under two minutes. Okay. Uh, will the will any players kneel on the sideline during the national anthem? Oh, that's going to be hard. Uh, I'll say yes. All right. Uh, first player shown during the nat- national anthem. It's going to be an emotional player, but uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but I'll just say Patrick Mahomes. All right. Uh, first offensive play of the game, what is it? Pass to Kelsey. All right. Over, under 3.5 times, they cut to Giselle during the game. I'm going to go over. All right. Will either team score in the first five minutes? I'm going to say yes, at least a field goal. All right. Will there be any missed extra points? I'm going to say no. Who throws more uh, interceptions? This is a hard one. I'm going to say... I'm going to say say Brady. All right. More points scored in the first half or second half? I'll say second half. All right. Who does the Super Bowl MVP thank first? His mom. Mom, good choice. What color Gatorade will be dumped on the winning coach? Uh, it's going to be Fruit Punch Gatorade, red. <laughs> uh, over under 4.5 times the Super Bowl commercials reference first responders or healthcare workers. Over 4. Point, oh, it's going to be over. And last one, what is the primary color of Tony Romo's tie? Legendary, probably blue. Blue. All right, well done, sir. Well done. All right, you take us into uh, to Brian or myself. Who do you want to start with? All right, let's go with Brian. I uh, will read them off in my best announcer voice possible. Uh, Logan's going to be taking notes for us, so I'll spare him the, the time. All right, Brian, are you ready? Yes. All right, what is the result of the Super Bowl 55 coin toss? Go in tails. Will the team that wins the coin toss also win the Super Bowl? No. Will the national anthem be over or under two minutes long? Under. Will a player kneel on the sideline during the national anthem? Yes, at least one. First player to be shown during the national anthem? Uh, Tom Brady. Smart. Uh, first offensive play of the game? Go and play, play action pass regardless of the team. Uh, over or under 3.5 times they cut to Giselle during the game? I'll go over. Uh, will either team score in the first five minutes? <sighs> Yes, caveat only if it's Kansas City. Will there be a missed extra point? Yes. Who throws more interceptions? Tom Brady. Uh, More points in the first half or the second half? Second half. Who does the Super Bowl MVP thank first? Uh, You said mom, so I'll go God. Good point. Uh, What color Gatorade will be dumped on the winning coach? Kansas City red or Tampa Bay red? Uh, over under 4.5 times the Super Bowl commercials that reference first responders, healthcare workers. Way over. What is the primary color of Tony Romo's tie? Dallas Cowboy Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be the same. Right. Logan's going to. Well, Logan's done, obviously. Well I, I, I think we kind of screwed up because Logan took all our answers. Now he's going to answer the same answers. Yeah, we always let Logan go last. And he's like, oh, oh you know, I <laughs> oh, got all the right answers. Here. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, conspiracy I all here. The picks. I picked all these picks. <laughs> I'd like to state that Mike we uh, screw that up. threw it to me to give it to him mm-hmm. first. So, mm-hmm. All right, so Logan, are you ready? I am ready. Lightning round. Here we go. Yep. What is the result of the Super Bowl 55 coin toss? Always tails. Uh, who will win or will the team that wins the coin toss also win the Super Bowl? Will the national anthem be over or under two minutes long? I'm going to go over. Will a player kneel on the sideline during the national anthem? I'm going to say no, and if they do, they don't cut to him. 
Uh, the first player to be shown during the national anthem. Definitely going to be Brady. Uh, first offensive play of the game. I'm actually going play action as well. Over or under 3.5 times they cut to Giselle during the game. Over, especially in the second half. Uh, will either team score in the first five minutes? Yes. Will there be a missed extra point? No. Who throws more interceptions? Brady. More points in the first half or the second half? First half. Who does the Super Bowl MVP thank first? Oh, he's going to thank his team. Uh, what color Gatorade will be dumped on the winning coach? I'm going just like Brian, red, because both teams have red. All right, so we all got red. Uh, over or under <laughs> 4.5 times at Super Bowl commercials that reference first responders, healthcare workers. Yep, over as well. What is the primary color of Tony Romo's tie? Uh, I think he's going red. And did you record these answers as we answered them? Yes, all the answers are recorded. <laughs> well, we have we have the the proof. So it's at least it's recorded. So we have to go back and listen. Go to back it, to the tape. Let's hope you filled it all in for all three of us. We're uh, trusting you with that power. I got it. If you go back and listen, and Logan's voice is played over with like a robot <laughs> voice, it, it wasn't me. Over yeah, that, that random one, two, or whatever it is. Uh, Le'Veon Bell will throw the most interceptions. <laughs> All right, let's continue on. So Tom Brady's place in NFL history is secure. He is the GOAT and a living legend, who's not only still in the game, but still amongst the league's best at 43 years old. Brady's six Super Bowl rings already stands as an NFL record. Now, spoiler alert, Logan writes these. But by winning a seventh title, seventh ring, could it forever end the doubt? that he will go down as the greatest quarterback to ever play. A loss could bring up doubts that his success is merely tied to Bill Belichick. So, Brian, what does the Super Bowl really mean for Tom Brady's legacy? Well, I wasn't in doubt before this season. I think we made that clear in a past episode that, Mike, you and I are both on the same page, that Tom Brady is undoubtedly the greatest quarterback to ever play this game. Six rings for a quarterback, it's already a record. I don't know if losing the Super Bowl brings up doubts about his ties to Belichick because I think just getting to the Super Bowl almost proved his point um, from the beginning. So Super Bowl for Tom Brady, I think it just cements his legacy even further as the best quarterback to ever play the game. We have this conversation all the time about you know talent versus mental ability versus you know athletic ability. Does Brady have all those pieces? I think across the board, he has shown that he is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And, um, you know, a lot's come out this week about him as to whether he's going to continue. He made comments about playing past 45 years old. Um, He went out and, in my opinion, went out of his way to thank Bill Belichick for everything that he did for him while he was in New England. So um, I don't know if there's any story behind why that's coming out now but win or lose in my book he's the greatest to play with a win he's just pushing himself even even further above the people that you could arguably have the conversation about with him being the the greatest of all time um but logan let's hear it what's the caveat what's 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 the asterisk here So take a, take a sip first of the platinum. All right, let's go with platinum here. All right. Now you have I, an excuse for your crazy answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think this does anything to his legacy. I do think that he I'm is shocked the most, to hear that. Uh, let me finish. Uh, go ahead. I, I think a loss doesn't affect him. He is certainly the most accomplished quarterback. Um, you know, uh, do I think he's the most talented quarterback? And I think that's where we, we end up bickering about is accomplishments versus talent. Um, but I have gained a new respect for him watching him in this postseason. Um, certainly he's got a lot of intangibles. He's a really smart NFL player. Uh, he knows how to win. And I think that he's kind of proven that. Certainly, he hasn't played fantastic, you know, particularly the last game. He had his moments where he looked good, and he had his moments where he looked bad. So, but I think a loss doesn't do anything for his career. 
um, doesn't affect his legacy. But a win, I think, does kind of cement him. It's kind of crazy, but it does kind of cement him as, you know, the the winningest quarterback. And I don't know that anybody will have will, will challenge that record. So the only guy, you know, in the NFL now in, in the college system that I could see challenging him is Mahomes. And even to get to that many rings, it takes a special recipe of, you know, teamwork, getting players to come at a minimum, which, you know, Brady had. He had players come and take less money than they get other places. You know, staying healthy, having a good coach, you know, playing in the right division. It takes kind of that perfect recipe. And I think Mahomes, you know, being so young and already having one title uh, is only the guy that can kind of challenge him for that at this point um there's certainly other talented quarterbacks in the league but i think this kind of game is set up to be the passing of the torch between the old legacy of of tom brady and the new kind of dynasty of patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs that surprise you guys not at all (laughs) i think it's surprising with the the legacy thing to use the word greatest most accomplished that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is right for sure still can't call him the goat no you're crazy who is the goal you're who absolutely is the goat crazy. then like who do you call the greatest quarterback if you can't if you can't call, there's got to be one person if you can't if you cannot say tom brady is the greatest quarterback of all time i'll, I'll answer who this is way. it do you guys really feel that Tom Brady made everyone around him better? That's not no, that's not that's a different question. No, I think it's I think it's the same question. Do you feel like he made players better than they were significantly? I think that the cast that Tom Brady had around him were very talented players and he certainly made them better in the I sense that they won. Agree with but that. I think a guy like Peyton Manning took less players and did not the equivalent, but played at the same level. Certainly, he Manning had Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne for years in Indianapolis. Not he to had mention no Edder offensive and James. lines. He, he had no Jeff Saturday, line. who's one of the best centers to ever play the game. Yeah, but he still had to scramble all the time. He looks like a fucking giraffe when he does it. Like he, he. I think he just made players better around. So him. is your I, argument that Peyton's the best quarterback? No, I don't. So who's the best quarterback? I, Joe Montana, I mean, that, who had Jerry what it, that's Rice. That's what it comes down to. Well, <laughs> I mean, and that's and that's the, that's one of the. Other, I mean, we're all going to make the same argument that all these top quarterbacks in the, in the league have had great teams around them to a certain extent. You know, certainly like you know Rice being with Montana and Young, like certainly they, he he had they had him, and that makes a difference. But I I just don't feel that as a as a talent level. That, Mah- that Brady was on the same level as some of these other great quarterbacks. Right, I, think, I think he's an incredibly smart player. I think he knew his limitations. I think that I really respect his work ethic and his diet, and I think that's the only reason why he's playing at this level at age 43 is because of his dedication to, to the game, to his body, to you know his regiment. And he's very routine, and I think that, you know, I respect all those things. I think he's a great quarterback. I just, I, in my opinion, he's not the greatest. Okay, but greatness is defined not only with what you do on the field, what you do to your players, but also... Isn't greatness defined what's inside of you? No. Uh, it's also based on your stats and what you did with your team and uh, accomplishments and trophies and uh, championships. Like... So your ability, awareness, time to throw the ball out of the pocket, which is less than the time that you would get sacked, even if you had a shitty line. The fact that you could probably couldn't name the top seven receivers in his touchdown passes during the regular season because he didn't have nearly as good as receivers than anybody else. He had Wes Welker. I mean, to, to switch. Oh, to, Wes Welker. We'll stop the phone. Great, hang on. But, 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 let's, but let's just to switch sports here, just to kind of analyze. Like you're saying Michael Jordan with his six championships wasn't the greatest NBA player? He does. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not saying that championships define the greatest of all time. That's all I'm saying. You know, LeBron, if he finishes with more 
championships than Jordan. Do you have him as the greatest of all time? I don't because he played. Well, there he you played, go. He, he played. Well, but, so for other reasons, he played the system. LeBron is going to end up with more championships than, than Jordan. There's a good possibility of that. There's a chance, yes. There's Hopefully. a very good possibility of that. So you're going to tell me that it's okay in the NFL but not in the NBA. It's, it's, it's the same argument. You can make the argument no, about, oh, they played at different times. The reason, the reason why it's not the same argument is because in the NBA, this guy literally swapped teams left and right. Uh, the league was different because they became super teams. You know, they purposely joined up with friends and superstars to create super teams. It, it's a different air than what Jordan was in. Uh, yeah, Jordan could have done the same thing, but that thing didn't exist in the league. It wasn't like it took one person to do it. Obviously, LeBron went that route and created it for created this madness for other superstars to do. Well, I don't, I'm not teams. sure he created it, but I mean. It's just the era of, of what the NBA is now. All the teams are doing it, so you can't put an asterisk by the entire NBA right now. You know, it's LeBron is gonna probably surpass Jordan. I do think that there it's slightly different in the NBA because I do think that there's a a better argument that an individual performance can have a better better. A greater impact on a single game. I agree with that, season. but also so, a quarterback touches the ball more than any other player on the field. Right. Not only touches the ball, but I wouldn't say touch it. He controls it. That's just a more a power argument there. He sets the tone. He controls it. He is the key man, the point man of where that ball goes and what the players run. You know, he's up on the line of scrimmage. He knows, okay, the coach called a play. That play ain't going to work. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to go to this play. You know, he is essentially the quarterback player slash coach, you know, to make that call, to execute that play. It's not where the ball's going. He controls all of that. And to say that, you know, he won this many Super Bowls, uh, I think it's unheard of to say that he's not, the goat, like not the greatest, you know, quarterback. I mean, how do you not? I, I, I don't. I'm frustrated. I, I, I know you don't like him, but I'm just like, how do you not see that? Like, I, I, that's what mind boggles me, and I think a lot of people can agree with that. I mean, probably. I'm sure my opinion is not the popular opinion, but it's my opinion. I, you know, if I had we respect your opinion, we just we're just we're tr- trying if, to if pull I had, it out of you. If I Dude. had all the players, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> if I had all the greatest quarterbacks of all times, and I had created a brand new team, and I was able to draft one of them, Tom Brady, Brady is not the guy that I'm going to first. Are you talking about before what they did, or knowing what they did in their career? I mean, if you knew what they did in their regular career. And you were picking a team. If you were on Madden and you were picking your fantasy team, and you could take each of their quarterbacks in their prime, yeah, you tell me you I'm wouldn't be ta- taking Brady. No, I'm not taking Brady. Who are you taking? Uh, probably Montana. Uh, probably be my number one. You know, I, I I can respect you for that, but at the same time, I'm like Tom Tom Brady's got all the championship rings. Like I'm right, a- but. I understand that. And I'm biased but because it, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so. Well, I know you are. <laughs> but I, it's it's the same thing with Le, with uh, LeBron and Michael. You know, Michael's always going to be my number. I don't care what LeBron does. In my mind, he's never going to pass MJ. I don't, I don't care if he wins 20 championships. Okay, maybe 20. But uh, he, he's just, he's never going to be able to pass MJ in my mind. And, I think and, he's not going to pass MJ in a lot of people's minds, a lot of well, older people's and, minds. And that situation, you know, with Brady, that's how I feel. I don't feel like he's the most talented guy out there. Is he the smartest guy out there? Yeah, sure as hell, he's one of the top guys. But doesn't that play into talent? It does. It does, absolutely. It's, it's a complete package. But I think there's other guys who are just as smart as him. I just, in my opinion, that's and not... had the best receiver to ever play the game. Huh, what? And had the best receiver to ever play the game. Who, Brady? No, Montana. I mean, sir, that, that certainly helps. Absolutely. I know. I'm just saying. It's Absolutely. Just, it's so funny that you can fault Brady because he has the best. Brady's form, had but arguably. But you can fault Montana for having the best receiver. Brady's arguably had the greatest offensive line in NBA and NFL history, which gives him all the time in the world for a smart quarterback to pick up part of defense. Does he have the arm strength that, say, Brett Favre had? Does he have, 
you know, the playmaking ability that, that you know, the throw on the run like Mahomes? No. I think Brett, well, Brett Favre, I think, was, just to say so, I think Brett Favre was loose with the football. I mean, we all know that. He, he loved oh, to sling yeah. it, but at the same time, he paid the price for it. Um, Absolutely. But obviously, everyone knows, I mean, Brady's been in this league, you know, as long as anyone else. And, you know, he's the oldest quarterback to play the game. At the same time, you know, you know what Brady needs. So no, you're going to build your sure team, what Brady needs. but with the offensive line, you know, you, you know, you need that offensive line to obviously give him time to throw the ball. So the greatest NFL player in all time needs the greatest offensive line of all time. No, I'm saying what you need is you need to build around him. He's your I'm, guy. I'm saying he's probably a top three quarterback of all time. Is he my wow. number one? No, Ooh. I can't. There's I two can't, people ahead can't of him. I can't believe that. Yeah. Montana, Marino, Brady. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> you're on crack, dude. That's uh, not serious. Come on. All right, let's move on here. Let's move on. I would have expected Montana, Tua, and maybe Brady. Ooh, yeah. Now Brady's number four now. <laughs> All right. So I mean, we're I, I don't even know where we're at with this question. I think we kind of. I mean, I'm the same way. Brian obviously has no uh, nothing effect on his legacy. What I was gonna. What I was going to say to the to the question about Brady's legacy here is, I mean, it's unheard of what Brady has done. I mean, this is just an unheard of quote when you think of any quarterback in the league, no matter how long they've been in the league. Um, Tom Brady's been to nine Super Bowls. Nine. Like, how many... How many great quarterbacks out there have played and maybe didn't even get to the Super Bowl, but they're a great quarterback and they, they've showed stats. That's who they are. They, I mean, they're established. I mean, nine Super of, Bowls. That's kind of my argument. That's I mean, la- last week we talked about, you know, who do you have for either uh, what uh, Tom Brady make another Super Bowl or was it um, uh, what's his name from the. New Jersey, or not New Jersey, uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, making a three-pointer. Oh, we didn't actually cover that. that oh, we didn't cover We were talking about it. We were I mean, talking about it. That would have been around. a good one, but, like... Maybe we'll bring that up next week. But, well, we can't now, but it's too late. But, I mean, all right, so Tom Brady, nine Super Bowls, absolutely unheard of. Like, you talk about great quarterbacks in the league that have played, you know, up to 12 years, whatever, never even been to one. He's been to nine. Like, is this boring for him now? Um, like I, like Tom Brady, like seriously, how, like how does Tom Brady approach the Super Bowl? Like uh, every other person that hasn't been to one Super Bowl has to be butterflies in their stomach, uh, tearing up for sure on the national anthem, uh, on the field, getting emotional, being that you're in the Super Bowl. Uh, but okay, so Tom Brady's been to nine Super Bowls, he's lost three. Uh, surprisingly, in those three losses, it's only been to two quarterbacks. Can you guys? Eli. Eli for two. Who's uh, the third? Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. There yeah, you go. Yeah, Philly. I mean, how crazy is that? And every time Tom Brady's looked like a fool when, when they've lost. It doesn't even, like, he just immediately ducks over, you know, gets out of the way, doesn't say congratulations, just, you know, Probably. whatever. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, that's just, I mean, just to wrap your head around that, a quarterback going to the Super Bowl nine times. One quarterback, nine times. I mean, even if he went, I mean, even if, it, okay, so even if, if the quarterback went to the Super Bowl nine times, lost all nine times, you know he's bound for the Hall of Fame. He went to the Super Bowl nine times, didn't Certainly. win one. But, you know, he went there nine times. He lost all of them, but, you know, he's bound for the Hall of Fame. I mean, I mean Marino made the Hall of Fame. He didn't. Yeah, me. I mean it's crazy. But I mean, I'm just I'm just wrapped <laughs> around how crazy it is. Nine Super Bowls. Dolphins. But you know, yeah. I mean, this has no effect on his legacy. I'll be, you know, it's it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Uh, new versus old. Uh, the first time, obviously, facing off in the Super Bowl. So it's another. It's a, it's a new quarterback to you know win or lose record for him. So we'll see what happens. Anything more we want to touch on this, or we we're going on? Well, does okay. I mean, does if he wins, he gets a seven. Does anybody make it to seven, or even close to seven? Say to five. 
also, anybody anybody in the NFL, do they make it right now? I'll say this. Mahomes. Exactly. I think I think Mahomes, because he, he got the first one so young under his belt, mm. he's obviously built and set up to, to do that with longevity. Um, you know, if he continues to stay healthy, I mean, obviously he's, he's got to be one of the youngest court. I mean, was he the youngest quarterback to win a Super Bowl that we know of offhand? No, I think there was, um, I think Ben Roethlisberger was the youngest. Okay. I mean, but, but even then, like, I mean, he's obviously set up for it. Um, I mean, I don't know if he does it all in Kansas city. Cause I don't know how long that coach stays coaching. Oh, Andy's in it for life. You got to will. You got to wheel him out of the stadium. That's, I mean, it's true. I mean, he's winning this most coach, but I mean, like, I mean, when does he just say, you know, hey, I'm done. I'm, I'm you know, health problems or whatever. Like, I, I got to get away. I don't know. Um, but it's a, it's a great. It's definitely a great start for him. Uh, a great coach mentor for him. Um, they've obviously done a lot. It's been a blessing for him as a coach to have such a young, talented player. Uh, especially kind of reinventing the quarterback role per se and the stuff that they've been able to do in plays. Um, he's obviously, I mean, he's obviously the guy to go make a run for it, but you know, I, you know, I kind of thought about this question, you know, in other sports and tying stuff together in our lifetime, it's been, and, and maybe you guys can think of other athletes that have kind of done this, but like, you know, in our lifetime, I don't, you know, Okay, so we saw Wayne Gretzky retire, like in our lifetime. Like one of the greatest hockey players has holds all the records, obviously, right now. Um, we saw Tiger Woods kill it. Um, didn't obviously beat Jack Nicholson's, uh, you know, record in golf, but obviously dominated the game when he first came on the scene and and did it very well. Uh, then obviously some injuries happened um, and kind of set him back, but it was exciting. He was a, he was a dominant player in his field. Uh, we saw Roger Federer dominate, you know, the the tennis game, uh, you know, win all the records in that. Like, I mean, what are their big athletes? I mean, obviously, Tom Brady in football, hello. Uh, you know, nine Super Bowls, six unprecedented, I mean, six fucking rings. Like, that's, that's crazy. Crazy talk. He's up for a seventh. I mean, it's, you know, we're seeing all these great dominant athletes in their sport like compete and do well in our lifetime. Like it's, I think it's going to be hard, especially with the league and the NFL progressing and the rules and stuff like that happening for player safety and calls on the field. But I mean, this truly is history. And I, I, I honestly don't see, even if Tom Brady wins, you know, a seventh ring six is, is still crazy in my book. Um, when do you see another quarterback do that? I'm going to say in our in our in our lifetime, I don't I don't see it happening. No, I, I, think, I, don't, I don't see it happening in our lifetime. I think Patrick Mahomes makes a great run at it. I think he gets close. He's, maybe he gets he's four or five. He's obviously the guy, but you know, all things considered, if he has a great run, maybe he gets a four or five. Uh, but but, but, again, but again, Patrick Mahomes is built around a great team, a great system, great coach, winningest coach. Um, you know. It's going to take team members around him to do it. Obviously, Brady did it with multiple team members, multiple cast members um, at different positions to do that. So. I think we'll see it. I think we'll see that some veteran players, I mean, we kind of saw it with, with Bell to a certain extent, take a lower salary to play on a team that's ready to win right now. And he had a, he had, he had a relationship, obviously, with Tom Brady. Um. And was able to turn that around for him. I think it's a great story for Bell. I think, you know. I think you're talking about Brown. Or, excuse me, Brown. Um, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Brown. But, yeah. I mean, you got to respect what he's done. I mean, like I said, it, he's he fits in with all those other sports and dominating, you know, members. Whether you like him or hate him. Because there's, there's multiple people I don't like that are dominating in the sports, uh, sports game. But Sidney Crosby. You gotta respect what they've done. Sidney Crosby is not up there on my list. No. Oh yeah, exactly. How do you not put Sidney Crosby up there? He's won the Stanley Cup, yes, but in terms of individual records, no. Yes. Okay. Well, that's another topic for that's another a, time. That's yeah. That's, we got an off-season topic. That's another topic for another time. But uh, real quick, 
Is this a game that we talk about as a as a kind of turning point in the NFL for like years to come? Like this is the Super Bowl where Mahomes solidified he was not a one-time guy, and we see the end of Brady. Maybe he has an injury next year. He doesn't make it back. You know, is this kind of one of those games where we talk about? You tell your kids about? You know, mm, I don't get that feeling from it. No. To be honest, I think this game is kind of built up that way because it's obviously new versus old. Uh, when you look at the quarterback positions, I th- I'm really hoping it's a good game. Uh, oh yes, please, I agree. Please be a good game. I mean, let's hope it's a good game, not a blowout. Because I mean, I was, I mean, if you want to, if you want to look back for Super Bowls past, when Peyton Manning, uh, you know, faced off against Seattle, I mean, they just got their ass kicked. And it was just like, this was supposed to be built up as a game, and it just wasn't. They just didn't show up. I don't know what the deal was. They got blown out. They got blown out in the first half. They didn't even need to play the second half. I mean, it was just ridiculous. They weren't in it at all. And it was probably the worst Super Bowl to watch because it was just that bad. It was blown out. It wasn't fun to watch. I mean, I wasn't a fan of either team. I liked Peyton Manning, but... It just wasn't a game. You want a game for the Super Bowl. You want it to be the two best teams, you know, battling it out. You know, they score, we score, they score, we score. You want to see it, you know, you want to see that tough grind in a Super Bowl. That's what that's what the Super Bowl is. It's supposed to be the best teams of both conferences going at it head to head. This is, I think, gonna be built up for that, and I'm hoping that it is. We'll see what happens. Here. So, all right, let's let's wrap it up. Let's go on to our next segment here. So, we have made it to the end of the L season. We have one last matchup. The NFC champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will host the AFC's Kansas City Chiefs. First time ever in Super Bowl history that they get to host the Super Bowl. First time that's ever been done out of all 55 Super Bowls. First time. Amazing fact. Although the Bucks are hosting the game, the Chiefs are favored by three points with a combined score of 56.5 points. This week, it's simple. Who you got as this year's Super Bowl champs and why? Also, what are your predictions for the scores? So no one are pick'em results from the postseason. Brian and I being tied at 7-5. Logan being at six and six. Logan, who you got? <laughs> and what's also your prediction for the score? I'm gonna take drum roll, please. Thank you, thank you. I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Um, I think that they are the best overall team. Um, I think that they are the better. They have the better quarterback. I think they have the better offense, and I think. Right now, the defenses are kind of negligible. They're kind of tied. Um, certainly, I think that Mahomes is a better um, quarterback right now than than Brady. He's just he can make all the throws. He's young. He's athletic. Uh, you know, last week we saw Brady throw three interceptions on three consecutive drives. Certainly, he made some some good plays as well. But I, I think that um, his age is starting to show, and I think that Mahomes is the the more dominant quarterback uh, in terms of offense, you know what can you say about the Kansas City Chiefs with with Hill and Kelsey? They haven't said before, you know. Uh, you know, last week against the Bills, I, Hill had 65 yards after the catch. It just that's craziness to me that he has that many yards after the catch. Um, and really, I think that the as good as the defense is for the Buccaneers. They've got real issues in the secondary. They've got some hurt corners and hurt safety. Um, I'm not sure that they have anybody that can cover Hill one-on-one, which means they're going to have to bring over safety help kind of over and under just to prevent that deep play and just kind of try to contain him. You know, they the Bucks did a really good job about blitzing Rodgers last week and getting pressure and just making things a headache for him. I think if you bring an extra guy, Mahomes is is – the best at scrambling. His completion percentage actually goes up 10% on the run. He goes from like a 60 to 70% completion. And he's just young and athletic, and he's hard to take down. 
he's going to be able to hit Kelsey if, you know, they, they pressure him too much. So I think that the offense kind of overpowers the defense in this situation. Brian, what do you got? Yeah, I'll, I'll be brief, echoing a lot of the same sentiments. I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs, and it comes down to their offense. I just think it's way more powerful than the Bucks. Defenses like but they have the greatest of all time, guys. Listen, he's. I said he's the greatest win or lose. Um, you know, his legacy is different than this one game, and I just think that the Chiefs have a better team. It's one of the first years that Tom Brady's going into the Super Bowl as the underdog. Maybe he uses that. Maybe he doesn't. I just think that right now the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. Um, they were the favorites going in, and as long as Mahomes healthy, which he appears to be, I think that that offense is just going to wear down the Bucks um, as they have every other team this year. Um, and you know, I just I don't see the Bucks being able to hang with them. So final score prediction for me is thirty eight twenty eight Chiefs. And they'll be the back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Oh, I guess I forgot to give my uh, my score. I'm going to go 34-21 Chiefs, and then taking the under. Under on the total points. And what was that? I, I can't remember. What was the total points? It was like 50. 56 and a half. I'm taking 55 for Super Bowl 55. So I guess it's my turn here. All right, Mike. Um, real quick, real quick. You've had the gutsy calls all year. You turned your brack on Brady before. Your brack. You're back. Yep, you're back. What are you doing? Are you and I was going to bring that up, too. So uh, those that were keeping track at home, the playoff picks, um, you know, I picked Brady strongly for the first uh, playoff win on the road against the Saints. Uh, no, against, against your team. Against my team? What are you talking about? Yeah, Tampa versus Washington. No, but I mean the okay, not the first one, but uh, the um, was it the division round? Yeah. yeah, division round. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I yeah, that was a wash. I'm not talking about that game. I'm talking about the division <laughs> round here. I'm skipping that part. Uh, so yeah, the division round. Is it the division round? Because yeah. second round is the yeah the division. Okay, round. just make sure I got the right. I know fans like to check on us. Uh, yeah, the division round, I went with Tom Brady, of course, beating uh, Drew Brees in New Orleans, uh, which is crazy. Uh, I think you guys both had the Saints winning that game, if I'm correct. Uh, so, yeah. And then then we went to the Packers in Wisconsin, which was a stupid move on my part because I flip-flopped. I was like, there's no way Tom Brady and Tampa Bay get seasonalized in uh, Wisconsin here in Green Bay that they go on to win in the winter weather conditions and beat Aaron Rodgers at home. I was like, there's no way. Well, when you bet against the GOAT, you tend to get burned. I got burned. Oh, you get way. the horns. You get the horns. Yeah, you get. Well, you can't say the horns because they're pirates. I mean, you get the sword or something. I don't know. They're buccaneers. Now. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I got burned. You know, I think me and Brian both learned that lesson. Brian uh, picked the Saints earlier, got burned by the GOAT, and then changed his tune when the Packers came, uh, went with Tampa Bay, and, you know, corrected himself and. You know, got the win with the Bucks in Green Bay. However, going to the Super Bowl, I'm sticking. To, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm sticking to my story. Even though I didn't expect Tampa Bay to get there, they did. I'm sticking to my guns. You can rewind to the original podcast when we talked NFL. I said, and I quote. Fire Bruce Arians. The Kansas City Chiefs are a young, good team that I could very well see go to the Super Bowl and be back-to-back champions. Now, I've already been burned once by the GOAT. However, 
maybe I get burned again, but I'm sticking to my guns. I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs as I oh, did so in the beginning of uh, beginning of my podcast, you know, of the NFL this season. I picked the Chiefs. I'm holding to my guns. Patrick Mahomes winning this coach. Can't go wrong. Somehow Tom Brady screws it up. Coaching staff of the, of the Bucks not on the same top, page. Huh? Something happens. Tom Brady's luck runs out. Does it mean anything to his legacy? Absolutely not. But going with Kansas City for sure, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, even though he's banged up with a with a concussion, hopefully he's uh, yeah, he's fine. Hopefully he's good. But uh, yeah, Mike, sure going I have with the to say, I'm a little disappointed. Okay, so let's talk about this. What, what are you disappointed about? Like, why is this? I mean, I picked I picked them from the beginning, and they're in the Super Bowl. How can I? How can I change my mind and say you're no. a flipper flopper? How am I a flipper flopper? I called you him at the beginning of the season. Them. You flipped on Brady. I flipped on Brady once. You had to flop on him. Now, come on. Nope. The viewers depend on you. He for just your doesn't want to end. He just doesn't want to end. Yeah, last see, this in the is the playoff stand. This is a conspiracy where Mike doesn't want to doesn't want to yeah end up last. And how is this a conspiracy? When no, I'm talking about Logan doesn't want to end picked, last. I picked, no, the I picked to go first. to the Super Bowl. I know, but I'm saying no matter what happens, that we've all picked the same team. You had the worst playoff. Oh, see, now it's a conspiracy happened. against me. You guys are trying to keep me down. I picked the prophecy that the Kansas City Chiefs would go back to back Super Bowl champs at the beginning of the season. It's You're on trying to keep recorded. Me down. It's on it record. Compar- it's definitely a conspiracy because now I, no matter what happens, win the combined regular season plus playoff pick. Thank you. Yeah. See, where to go, Mike? <laughs> see, I. I needed you to save us. You were the chosen one. Here's the thing. That that was my argument the whole time during the he pick'em did. was that you guys were like, oh, I'm going to pick the same team because Logan's – I could beat Logan and no, Brian's winning. I got to beat – I was like – I was calling you guys out left and right. I was like, Those you guys are blind. picking to be competitive. I'm blind. picking on true teams to win games. And I didn't care about what we were doing as pick'em. I could care less. I was picking on the team that truly was going to win. That's pathetic on you guys to be competitive with one another. That's BS. We got the same record, dude. That's so. BS. And Logan kept all the kept all our picks anyway, so we could easily play the field. <laughs> we gave Lo- we gave Logan the advantage, and he still lost. Come on, guys. Listen. We gave Logan the advantage. Mike, you can take over that responsibility next season. I'd be happy to because I know you guys are going to be competitive and I'm not going to even care about whether I'm winning or losing between Logan and Brian. That's just pathetic that you guys went that route. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Let me get that on record. You guys went after each other for competitive reasons. Did not care about you know the teams winning or losing. You guys went back, went neck to neck for yourselves. That's selfish and pathetic. I'm not sure that's true. I picked the, the teams that I thought were going to win. Pathetic. I, I agree. I had my picks every time I emailed you guys. Pathetic. For the, the picks, Logan went for the numbers. He played the system. Come on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, Absolutely Mike. Pathetic. Take us to the day in sports. I gotta find it. Hang on. Scroll down. All right, here we go. Again, because it's, you know, it's what I said, back-to-back years. Uh, On this day last year, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, hoisted the Vince Lombardi Trophy after defeating the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 54. We didn't really focus on Mahomes too much this week. We kind of talked about him. But I certainly think that his name will come up for many seasons to come. Only time will tell. So once again, guys, if you liked what you heard, if you want to connect with us, we're hoping that you do. We're hoping that you bring new talent. Um, you know, sign up to our social page, Two Guys and a Mic, Facebook and Twitter. Feel free to comment. Give us beer suggestions if we can find it in our area and all our areas. Uh, we'll make it happen. And we're looking to connect to you. So tell us, cheers, where you're drinking from, where you're listening from. We want to reach out to you. We want to talk to you. So hit us up. Until then, more things coming soon.